I was just like, just say it, Crofty. Just say it. Like, please just say it. And he was like, and it's lights out. And away we go. And you and me lost it. We were like, oh my God, Crofty's just said that in the flesh. Yeah, in right. And it was flesh. only to me and you as well. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast, guys. Las Vegas for the weekend for the F1 launch party was, was an absolute sick. <laughs> it was Fabs lost his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where do we even start? Oh, I'm, I'm going to talk as much as I can. Little disclaimer: I probably can't give the most excitement that I want to give about this trip because it was so good but I literally sound like I've been smoking for 40 years so, so <laughs> what's happened to me uh, what has actually happened so some stories are going to come out like over the next couple of podcasts probably stuff that we've forgotten uh, this podcast is a day late basically if you listen to the last one for somehow I'd managed to convince myself we landed on Sunday <laughs> I don't know how I think we landed on Sunday when we flew out of Vegas at 9pm on Sunday night it's now Monday we got back to the flat back to <clears> yeah the in stuff. the last pod we said oh we'll just we'll, we land at midnight yeah we'll pot on the plane <laughs> yeah I got it wrong so yeah we're back now and we're going to give you the full Vegas roundup but before we get into that we have got the new driver's ratings with us right here. As you guys know, we've partnered with EA Sports and Codemasters to bring you the driver's ratings from F122. And I've got them here, Fabs. What a game. What, what a set of ratings. I can't wait to see what's next. Well, here you go, Fabio Bocca. Spring them on me. Who do you think's at the top still? Well, uh, it's got to be Verschnappel, surely. Yeah, it is. Max Verstappen. Yeah, it always is. He's maintained a 95 which is great. He's actually got a red arrow. He's actually yeah, dropped. He, he dro I reckon a few of these drivers have dropped, you know. When you get so high, you know, there's only one way down, really, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, that's it. Like a lead balloon. Lewis Hamilton's still second. 93rd. And he's still dropping as well. He's actually doing amazing at the moment. So I reckon we could see a green arrow for Hamilton coming pretty soon. No, I hope so. He the deserves comeback it. is on. Charles Leclerc maintains a 92. And it is a bit of a flat moment for the Ferrari driver. So it does make sense. Well, he hasn't gone up or down. However, I'm really intrigued to see who's fourth because there's only one man for the job. Well, who do you think it could be? Well, it's got to be my boy Fernando Alonso, surely. At a 90, Fernando Alonso oh, maintains it. And he deserves God. that. Of course he does. Ever since he did a wheelie and finished the race seventh, he deserves that. Exactly. George Russell, 90 with a red down arrow it's nice to see George in fifth but yeah he's dropping he needs to step it up yeah could we see George maintain the 90 or will he drop into the 80s <laughs> oh! it's tight it's tight it's tight Lando Norris 89 go on Lando Sergio Perez 88 Sergio and he's on the green he's on the up Carlos Sainz 88 with a red <sighs> and then it is the legend himself who is going to be very missed in the sport of Formula One Sebastian Vettel no, with just, an 85. He's just got those kind eyes, isn't he? Yeah, 89 racing, 93 experience, 80 awareness, and 83 pace. He should be top, if you ask me. <sighs> Valtteri Bottas is an 83. He's dropping. Well, I, I think that's changed a little bit from uh, last time, hasn't it? Well, it might go up because he had an amazing qualifying last week. He, oh, he did, did really well, but the he race did. just didn't go to plan, really. Mm. But they're the driver's ratings. Well, you can tell that we pre-recorded that a couple, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> we sound a little different now. There's absolutely no way to get away with that one, is there? Yeah, that's pre-recorded. We did that one before we went to Vegas. This is really embarrassing. Why? I'm not going to want to listen back to this one. No, this one's going to be I excellent. sound awful. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. We're going to take them on a journey, okay? DHL Motorsports gave us the most unbelievable opportunity to go to, you know, Las Vegas for the Formula One launch party. 
and oh my word, it was absolutely insane. It was 48 hours in Vegas, and I don't remember a single second of it. <laughs> we flew out on a Friday. I do, I do remember all of it. We flew out on a Friday. Yes. We get to on, our hotel. What, what day was Friday? Uh, Fab's birthday. Yes. We flew out on Fab's birthday, so we landed at 9pm in Vegas, and the plan was to go out and party for Fab's birthday. So we get to the airport, everyone's swimming, everyone's going just fine. We get onto the plane, we get there, we get to Vegas, everything is going perfectly fine. We get to the hotel, we check into our hotel rooms. They are some of the most amazing hotel rooms I've ever seen in my life. At Vegas, baby. Vegas, we stayed at the Mirage. Yeah, it was lovely. It was really nice. It was, it was such a nice hotel. The rooms are quite big. Yeah, the hotels are more like a... They're not really like hotels. They're more like little villages. I mean, there's just casinos everywhere, shops everywhere. Mate, they're like a maze. Caesar's Palace is a maze. And what about our taxi driver? Who took us to the Caesar's oh, Palace? God. Tell about the taxi driver. Yeah, so the airport is like 20 minutes away from Central Vegas, so it's not long. But it felt like a three-hour journey because our cab driver was just <laughs> basically boring us, chewing our ear off about cryptocurrency, basically guiding me and Jake on what crypto we should invest in. Hey, guys, do you guys trade crypto? And then right at the end of the trip, he was like, why don't you guys start a podcast about cryptocurrency? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, awesome. I don't know a single fucking thing about crypto. He gave us all these numbers. He gave us some even websites. We didn't write down one. Oh, yeah, thing. he gave us the websites. He too. said, get out of your phone and write down these websites. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Dead so, taxi journey. However, did not dampen the mood. No, it didn't dampen the mood. We get to Vegas. We meet up with our friends. We have made so many friends this weekend, man. Yeah, we, like we've yeah. we've been out with some amazing people. We've done some amazing things. I just can't quite believe it because, as you guys know, the last pop was a day late because we found out about this trip. We didn't really know everything that was going to be happening. Uh, so yeah, just DHL Motorsports. Thank you very much for giving us this opportunity because we met so many amazing people at Formula One. People we never, ever would have met. Mm. Like, everyone yeah, was yeah, so yeah. welcoming and amazing this weekend. I initially wanted more than two days. I was a bit bummed that we only had two days there. But now I don't think I could even cope with the third day. <laughs> Mate, you sound dead. <laughs> to be honest with you, I couldn't You sound like you're at the end. Even though it was a long-ass flight, that I couldn't do any more out there. <laughs> How did you feel when you walked into your hotel room in Vegas? Um, I felt like Michael Jackson. Nice. I felt like Elvis Presley. Nice. And I danced around my room. Yeah. I had a shower. We met up. Yeah. We went down. We got some dinner, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And f straight away, we met two British guys at the bar. Yeah, they were class. It was quite cool. And they, they knew Jensen Button as well. And we showed them that we did the pop with Jensen. So yeah. that was cool. They make bespoke bespoke cars. I don't know what they're called anymore. But yeah, they were like exotic God, cars. You sound rough, mate. Man, I know. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a, a very real podcast. This is a real struggle for me today. This is a really big struggle. <laughs> also, because you slept for the whole flight and I got maybe two hours max. Yeah, on the way back, I did. Did have a very good sleep. And the flight was so cramped, but it is what it is. We're here now. We've made it home. We're doing the pod. This is what we wanted to do. We made it home. Mate. This is what we've been talking we about the whole time. We actually made it. We survived. We, we didn't die in a fiery plane crash, which we always think is going to happen. We are both still petrified of flying after the electric shock that the plane... Not electric shock. <laughs> What's it called? Um, Hit by lightning. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're the yeah, that's what it's electric called. shock. Our plane got zapped by lightning, as you guys know, on the previous podcast. So we were petrified. But yeah, I, I was fast asleep. Everything was perfectly fine. We go out the first night. I want to give a massive shout out to Ellie from Formula One at this point because yep. she met up with us, you know, made sure we had everything we needed. Um, I think that was something really cool about this weekend as well. This was the first time we ever got to work or do anything actually with Formula One. 
Yeah, I feel like with the this, big dogs. This trip was like us putting our arms around Formula One and giving them a big cuddle and just being like, "We're all right. Like we're friends, aren't we? Like, forget forget in. everything that happened in the past. Like we're cool." Now. <laughs> and uh, uh, for a fact, we know that they're cool with us because they posted one of my fucking videos on Instagram. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they wouldn't have done that if they didn't like us. It's just amazing how many people are in in the who work behind the scenes to make all this happen. Like, that no one would ever hear from. You, well, know, you know what you was cool? Was that, like, none of the actual main teams were there, were they? Like, the pit crew? And no. Them. They had, a, they had like, a... I don't know if they're... I don't want to insult them, but they're not, like, a reserve team. They're just, like, a... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a test team a or team something. A team of like people that. that, like, yeah, do these events, I guess. Yeah, because they had four drivers out there. They had Alex Albon, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, and Sergio Perez. Guys, at this point in the podcast, I'm just going to tell you what's coming up. Fab interview George Russell, Alex Albon, and Sergio Perez. That is absolutely insane. What a strange, strange we, moment. We will jump to that because we had no idea that was even happening. Do you know what? I don't think the people at home will understand how I felt in that moment because we have guests on the podcast. Like, oh, hi, we've done like the Ferrari guys. We've done Valtteri and Joe, but it's different doing a fucking podcast. Like, especially because I've got like my best mate sat next to me. And he can like help me yeah. out with different things, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can help you out, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if I struggle for something to say, like you can come in and say something. Whereas when I'm stood on a fucking balcony in Vegas with George Russell towering over me because he's like fucking nine foot five. Yeah, but you had to do that because, well, I wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. I had a splitting headache. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be that sunny. But it, it really worked. Because I pictured, like, we would just do, like, a couple of drivers each. Like, split them up. But then you made a good point that it's just going to be, like, one person's voice representing it for, on Formula One on camera. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, it meant that you could film me and get the separate angle. Which gives us the opportunity to make the real out of the content. Exactly. And then... When I look back at the footage, something really oh, scary happened. Oh, yeah, tell them Something <laughs> really scary happened. Guys, there's a, there's a chance here. And if anyone from the here, this place is listening, please leave it in, okay? It would be amazing. Formula right? One had their own camera, which was filming the driver that I was interviewing. But then there was like a separate cameraman. And I hadn't noticed him. There was a microphone leaning over Well, it was the camera. It, it was the camera at first. I remember being well, sat... you noticed the camera? I, no, you did. I remember being sat down. I'd just done Alex and we're waiting for Checo. Yeah, yeah. And you said, do you see that guy over there with the camera? He's got the orange tape on it. And I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, yeah, orange tape is Netflix. Orange tape is Drive to Survive. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But I was so... You said it to me and I said, mate, I can't even talk about this because I'm so razor focused on trying to on the next one. Yeah. But I didn't even think about it. And then we did Checo, we did George, and then we sat down, we looked back at the clips, and there's a fucking boom mic over my head while I'm doing the interview. And that's fucking drive mate, to survive. My, my voice just cracked so fucking hard. They weren't even filming everyone. They weren't even filming every interview, but they were filming your one. And then after you said it, he uh, the cameraman kept looking over at us. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, the reason I noticed it is because I know about the orange tape thing. Well, I'm pretty sure that's right anyway. I think, say, maybe someone had told me it's Drive Survive as well. Few people told us it's Drive Survive, didn't they? I mean, F1 yeah, would yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing about the footage is the way I realised is I was filming Fab on my iPhone, standing <laughs> like to the... Russell was stood here. I'm stood like kind of next to Russell with my phone facing Fab, but I'm out of the shot on Russell. And then I kind of like see out the corner of my eye, like straight opposite me, there's a fucking camera and it's filming, it's trying to film Russell, but I'm standing directly in the line of it because 
you know, I'm like the other side of the camera. Mm. You can't get rid of me out of the shot for his shot. Yeah. And then I noticed that he was moving around trying to get Russell without me. And then I was like, oh my God, if they use that beginning bit, you're just going to see me standing there on my iPhone filming you when they're trying to get George Russell. How do we get ourselves in these situations? We had no idea. Well, to be fair, they said that there might be a chance we get some time with some drivers. But when we went onto that rooftop to interview these guys, we were up there for hours. Yeah. We were up there for hours. And the thing is, like, we met a load of people up there as well. That's where we met a load of people. That's Ariana, what I was going to say. Ariana Bravo. Yeah, she's great. Um, Natalie was up there again. Angelina. Angelina. Angela. It's Angela. Angelina's from Prima. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Angela, Angela Cullen. We met How the Angela fuck did Cullen. I get that wrong? Which, by the way, for such a small woman, talks so loudly. We had the most roaring conversation about... She's really spiritual, so it was really cool to have a conversation with her about it, because my mum is too. She's an amazing person. Hopefully one day we can get her on the pod. Yeah. That was my favourite thing about being on that rooftop, because for us, it's about meeting everyone like who's within the sport as well that you don't always get to hear from. So many people at Formula One, like Joe from Williams. Uh, we've got a few friends in like different places <laughs> now, which is good. Gunther Steiner. Yeah, tell <laughs> about Gunther. I don't know who's going to be there. Neither did I, really. And I think it was Ellie who pointed him out. And I was like, oh, fuck. And they were like, yeah, he's actually free because we've got some free time right now. Do you want to yeah. do something with it? And we we had nothing planned. We had we knew we had like a short amount of time with the drivers. So we just got like three or four questions for him. But we didn't know Gunther was going to be there. And he's not a driver. So what the fuck do we ask him? So we had to come up with like a fucking really snappy idea straight away. I know. I wish we took all the pod stuff because we actually could have done a pop of him there and then. I know. I was gutted about it. I was so gutted as well that I had a splitting headache. Like. But he was just how I wanted him to be. Yeah, me too. He was just fucking, he was Gunther all over. He was so ready to, to, to do that little clip. Yeah. I still can't believe that did Gunther. This was the last day anyway. We need to go back a little bit. We still haven't even done the first night. First night we got out in Vegas, absolutely insane. We get home at like 4 a.m. That's about it, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Fab hasn't got it. We get back, Fab realizes, oh shit. I haven't got a key card, didn't you? Uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. Ellie had my wallet. Yeah, yeah, she had your wallet. So Fab didn't have a wallet, so he had to go all the way down and get a key card. And the woman at reception, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mommy. <laughs> she was so fucking cool. Her voice was absolutely insane. I was like, is this kind of work? She's like, don't worry, baby. <laughs> Cards gonna be a fan to worry about. It. Oh shit! Okay, mommy, <laughs> we go to sleep. It's Saturday. It's the launch of F1 in Vegas today. We wake up. We're feeling fresh. We get down there at eleven. We're ready to get our accreditation. We stand at a Starbucks queue for thirty minutes. We get some water. We go outside. We start filming. F1 out of nowhere are able to provide a cameraman, which is absolutely insane. And so we've got mics walking through the fan zone, Talking asking him questions. It was fucking great. I forgot we even did that. Mate, it was unreal because that's one of the things we really wanted to do with F1. Yeah. Or like we just wanted the opportunity to be out in the fan zone, like talking to them and yeah. like getting that out there because I just feel that's such an important part of the weekend, like the fans' voices. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And they had like a massive stage set up and Ariana was was on it during the day and then Crofty and Gnomes were doing it in the evening. Oh, we knew Gnomes was going to be out this there. This story, when you go all the way back to then, it's just crazy like, how it's... It makes me so emotional. So much has happened Me since and Fab were talking about this earlier when we were standing outside the airport waiting for our taxi and we were just laughing about this weekend and we were like, oh, we were literally in tears. No, we were in McDonald's. We were sat at McDonald's and we were crying. 
Start, <laughs> yeah, we, we went to McDonald's over a fucking chicken burger. <laughs> this was today. Bear in mind, last night we've been out at some of the most like amazing, exclusive places in fucking Vegas. And then the next morning, we sat at McDonald's getting a six chicken nugget large meal, crying about how amazing the week has been. It was like, this is just so cool. This is so fun. And the fact that we get to do this together is so fucking cool. Yeah. And it's, it's meeting people that, like, start to feel like friends now. Like, when we went for dinner at Hell's Kitchen, that was insane because Naomi was there. Yeah, you Natalie know? was there. Croft's where we met Crofty for the first time. He looked sick, by the well, way. Well, we didn't really get much time with Crofty because he was because they had to shoot off and yeah. they were doing something else. But we met him again yeah. later in the evening. It is it is so nice to to start building like a group when we go to these races that we can see with. Like hopefully we can travel to loads of races like with Holly. Naomi will be there. Crofty will come out again. Yeah. We'll have like a massive group of us because as we know, the paddock, everyone sees everyone all the time. Like we need to, and because we're quite new, we don't know many people. So yeah. it's really nice for us to have a group of people there. Well, the cool thing is, is that you just mentioned Holly. So obviously Gordon Ramsay is like, loves F1 mm. and he's obviously massive. In Vegas, because he's got Hell's Kitchen out there. He's just got, he's massive in America in general. Um, so we got to spend some time with Gordon, which was fucking awesome. And the food at the restaurant was great. Yeah, it was this fucking kind of pinch me moment. And what's even fucking crazier is the day before we even went, uh, our mate James came up for Fab's birthday and cooked us. We had. Are we going to tell this story? Should we, should we tell it? Just tell it. Why not? Because oh. it's start to finish. Like the day before we went to Vegas, we, uh, the three of us spent like 280 quid on some of the most amazing meat from London, didn't we? Like Wagyu. Yeah, Wagyu beef. We went three ways on it. A load of people messaged me like, oh, the podcast must be paying well. But I was like, <laughs> I didn't buy all this meat on my own. This we, was for Fab's birthday. We split it up between us. But um, yeah, my mate James is like the best, obviously the best chef I know. I don't know many chefs, but yeah. he's an amazing chef. He's worked in like Mission Star restaurants. He hasn't got any stars yet because he hasn't got his own restaurant. But like the guy's fucking well on his way. He's unreal. Um, and we always and he's hard to see because he's so busy and we don't live where he lives. He lives back at home. Yeah, he's one we of our friends. We went to school with school. him. Um, every year we try and meet up and do some nice meals. We always used to do them when I lived down south. It's been quite an ongoing thing as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He does cook amazing food. Yeah, it's, it's fucking so good. And when he like when he cooks for us here, like he buys like three times the amount, so we can have really nice food. And there's loads of <laughs> it's unreal, isn't it. <laughs> and I'm so fat afterwards. I'm laying on the sofa dying of a food coma. And then when he was sat here, he he was like showing that video, wasn't he? About what was that video shown? He put on the TV um, like Boiling Point, which is like when Gordon Ramsay opened his first restaurant, and just like him, how stressful it was because he like borrowed money to start the restaurant, and it's just like a, if you haven't watched it, it's really cool. But it goes back further than that. When I first when we first started pit stop, and we were a few months into it, and I think we'd been to Imola by this point, and I knew that we'd be going to races. I said to James, I remember messaging James, I could probably find the messages on my phone, or maybe I told him in person today, but I was like, James, like Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay is, is like the godfather to James. I James think, loves you asking it. Him, yeah, weren't you asking him who is like... Gordon Ramsay is the one. Yeah, of course. For, for James, of course. For James. And I remember saying to James, like, James, there is like a chance that I might meet Gordon at a race one day. This was like six months ago. I was like, I might, I might meet Gordon at a race one day because he likes F1. And like, I promise, like I vow that if I ever meet him and get the chance to speak to him, then I will show him your food. Mm. And that's all I thought. I, I just want to show him your food. I, I don't think anything's going to happen because it's fucking Gordon Ramsay. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, people must do this all the time. Skip forward six months, we find ourselves in Vegas and like hanging out with him, which is amazing. And I got to show him James's food. And I 
fucking like i don't know do i walk them through the story but yeah yeah go on i was just like st- stood there and i was like gordon i you might i know you must get this a lot but like i promised my mate i'd do it my mate james is like an unbelievable chef i just want to show you some photos and we were in like a like a bar or a club where like you could like i didn't know if there's going to be signal so i saved the photos <laughs> to my phone go on i didn't want i didn't want to like yeah just in case the instagram wouldn't load you know and i showed him the photos and he was like wow that's actually like that's actually really good like the plating and the food looks really really good and i was like that's amazing and then he was like yeah give him my contact details or give me his contact details. And I was like, well, he's on Instagram, James Chatfield Chef. And then he pulled it up and he fucking went down the Instagram feed and like liked his photos and like was like, oh, that's really cool. And then like followed him. Gordon Ramsay followed James Chatfield Chef from Helsham. Yeah, your mate, our mate from school that we have known all these years, that his, his favourite person ever who, who he looks up to as a cook. That's the chef. first, first time. Cook. As soon as I start talking, it goes to <laughs> shit, you talk. Here's a cook, here's a cook. Um, that's the first time in my life that I've managed to be able to do something really fucking cool for one of my friends. We also met uh, Elvis. Don't forget Elvis. We met baby Elvis. Yeah, baby Elvis. <laughs> Miniature Elvis. You got a photo of him? I did. He was such a cool little guy. <laughs> I didn't even get a photo. I love the fact that there's a, there's a miniature Elvis walking around Vegas. There's a lot of showgirls walking around Vegas. A lot of showgirls walking around Vegas. Semi-naked, offering photos. Like, so, in, like, you can get a photo with them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really want to get a photo with them. But a lot of people did. Someone was holding a snake yeah, as well. Yeah, saw that. You see all sorts. I did see that. And for the first time, we saw what the F1 Vegas race is going to be like. Like, we've never been... I haven't been to America in a while. Fab hasn't been to America in a while. We've never both never been to Vegas like as adults. We've both been when we were younger. I've never been when I've been able to drink. Um, not that. I'm this going is the first time just that drink and party. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the first time that pit stop has taken us stateside. We've only ever yes. been to Europe. We are now transatlantic, and there was pit stop fans out there. Yeah, we fucking oh, met pit stop fans. Like so much to talk about. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't believe we have pit stop fans in America. <laughs> I we get the mic. The F one crew come over to start filming with us. They give us. They've got so much all this expensive equipment. They run around with it. It looks amazing. They give us this mic, and I go up to this person and I'm like, "How how how you finding Vegas?" And that and he, this guy just turns around. And he's like. Pit stop! And I'm like, yeah! And he's like, yeah! And I'm jumping up and down, and the fucking end of the mic falls off and smashes the floor. And I look down and I just think, and then I see the cameraman coming over to me. He's like, oh, the bottom of the mic's falling off. I'm like, oh shit. I've literally, everyone have given me a chance to film something and I've broke the bloody mic. Yeah, but it's just pit stop style, isn't it? No, what is that? Everything has to go wrong. It wouldn't be pit stop style, really. I'll be cracking through these notes here. Jake wrote all everything interesting that happened down because we're definitely going to forget some shit. Should I just go through the notes? I know this is going to be a bit of a weird way to do this, guys, but we are overtired and I don't want to miss anything. And I feel like that's the best way to do this. So I'm genuinely going to kind of like go through the notes. Um, and if there's anything that we forgot, then we can go from there, really. Like in Hell's Kitchen, so we were sat on a table. We weren't sure where we were sitting, but we ended up getting sat on a table with, there was people from Alpha Tower there and Red Bull. And it was so sick because they all knew everyone from Wings for Life. Yeah. So we just spent the whole time talking to them and they did loads of stuff in America. Like Do you know what I loved side. in that moment? It was a long table and like we were sat opposite each other, but you like instantly you were just like talking to the people to the left and the right of you. And I'm doing the same, but on my side. And it was like Red Bull, your side, Alpha Tauri, my side. I actually, on reflection, I don't even think me and you said a word to each other at that table. We didn't know. We didn't talk. We didn't From say anything to each other. the second we sat down, we didn't even it say. It was like, bam, switched on. 
you were just so interested in who was next to you and I was so interested in it. I actually don't even remember you being there. And then, and then out of nowhere, you tapped me on the shoulder. I didn't even see you go. I left the table. I yeah. never even saw you go, I don't think. And then you come back, tap me on the shoulder. You're like, oh, come say hello to Naomi and Holly. They're over here. So I went over. And fucking that's when we met Crofty in his sick yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food Legend. In, food in the house kitchen but, was but, amazing But didn't well. really speak to him. No, no. We didn't really know much of him. But then fast forward, like later that night... Fucking, we're all like really drunk, and there's fucking David Croft. And you told me that I was chatting to him for fucking ages. I don't really remember. Like, I remember talking to him, don't know what we spoke about, but then we, there was this, an amazing moment when there's you, me, and Crofty, and we're fucking drunk, and we say, Crofty, you're a big fucking reason why Pit Stop is here doing what we do today because we love fucking, we've, we, since we have watched Formula One, obviously, he's been doing the commentary for 17 years but mm. like he's all we know into like we, yeah, we weren't yeah. around during the murray walker days i was like crofty who's like the, the main inspiration to you he was like murray walker all day long and i was like well you are the murray walker to us yeah and fucking you were like yeah you've inspired pit stop so much and then i was just like just say it crofty <laughs> just say <laughs> it like please just say it and he was like and it's lights out and away we go <laughs> You and me lost it. We were like, oh my God, Crofty's just said that in the flesh. Yeah, in right. And flesh. it was only to me and you as well. <laughs> no, but that's when I had to say to him, I was like, honestly, like, we started at the end of last year and his commentary around the end of last year and around everything that he does. So fucking good. Is they're the moments that captivate you in sports. Like, that's one of the reasons we love this. And everyone knows Crofty is so essential to the commentary because mm. he's just amazing, so quick. It's funny because we were like, um, I said to him like, oh yeah, when me and Jake are watching the Formula One at home and it's on TV, like we'll do our own commentary. Yeah. Like on the first lap, we'll start screaming <laughs> on the TV like, oh my God, it's Lewis Howard. And he's like, yeah, well you boys should give it a go. I was like, Crofty, there's no, there's no way in hell that me and Jake could do commentary. We just don't know what we're talking about. And he was like, neither do I. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's why we need to get him on the pod. Because I remember him saying, he was like, yeah, when he was doing one of the big moments, he was like, I went completely off script. He was like, it was on my, I just thought about it. It was all emotion. Like, I'd love to get him on the pod oh because that's all such an interesting story about like how he does all of that in his head. Yeah. We should also add that when we interviewed DF1 drivers, they gave us numbers for the casino. So we didn't really gamble this weekend. We didn't really have much time, but we said to all the F1 drivers, we're going to go put some money on, on the roulette wheel. Can you give us a lucky number? <laughs> we won't tell you how we got on. You have to wait for the video because <laughs> we, we kind of filmed everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we actually did that. I know. I know. So funny as well. The night of the F1 launch party. I've, I've, right. I've took four lovely new white shirts to Vegas. Okay. All my outfits, I plan to wear a white shirt for the launch party. That's all I had really we go out on that rooftop all day we go home to get changed i look in the mirror i am bright red I am, <laughs> I am so sunburned i cannot wear a white shirt so I <laughs> oh God. Just cut. he just slapped himself in the face he was trying to cut and he couldn't use both hands he's holding the mic <laughs> call out crying <laughs> Let's just carry it on. It'll be much yeah, easier yeah, not yeah. to cut it. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, about a sunburn. Yeah, I was bright red. So I wore my Alpha Tauri blue jumper. So isn't it crazy how everything happens for a reason? Because by me wearing yeah. that Alpha Tauri blue jumper, then we met up with yeah. the Alpha Tauri geezers at dinner. And I was like, this is crazy because I'm wearing Alpha Tauri. And I never would have been wearing that if I didn't get brutally sunburned. Yeah. So Las Vegas Sun, thank you very much for that. It was quite warm, actually. It was nice. Mm. T-shirt and sunglasses vibes. Yeah, but we didn't wear a t-shirt or sunglasses. 
Actually, no, we didn't. No, we, we didn't at all. <laughs> actually, I wore sunglasses on the last day. You did wear sunglasses. I had to. I was struggling. But yeah, it was just a fucking amazing event. When they were, when it came to the evening and the cars had been out and they, they'd driven around the track and it was amazing to see. I mean, these guys were the first like uh, four drivers to actually witness what the surface of the track was going to be like. Yeah. And it like, and then obviously Naomi was doing it on the sim too. And it's, it's going to be a very tight track, Matt, next year. Like, I think that race is going to be chaos. It's it's going to be an exciting street race. I, I was so surprised by how amazing everything was, like how the setup looked, the way they struck down, shut down that street, yeah, the strip. And they, oh, I just, it, I, I'm honestly lost for words because I, I was, didn't really know Vegas was going to be that great. Oh. And then the thought of there being a bloody race there, you got like two amazing things together. That That's why this weekend was so emotional and so crazy because all the partying and everyone we met and every, all the food and everything was so great. But then the thought of that, well, then we saw the cars and then there was like Lewis Hamilton out there doing donuts on the road in the night with a light on his car. And yeah, like, they had Whoa. like neon lights underneath the Mercedes and like blue, it was really cool. But the fucking bit which I was getting at was that so they, the cars went out and it was really cool. And then at the end of it, they were like announcing that the tickets were going to go on sale. Oh yeah. And you and me are like queuing up outside Hell's Kitchen waiting to get in. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, like, a thousand drones just mm. ascended into the sky and they were all lit up. And I'm sure you guys might have seen this on YouTube or whatever, but these drones were all lighting up, like syncopated to make different, like like there was like a car, there's like a Formula One car in the sky at one point, then there was a driver. The thing is, we had no idea it was happening. No. Even though we were there filming, making content, like we had no idea it was going to happen. And we just, you ran straight up to the top of that thing to film it on your phone, didn't you? Yeah, filmed all of it. And I thought that was going to be it. And then by the time we'd had dinner, and then we went to the VIP after party, which was in the centre of Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace, which was man, crazy. Unreal. It was it was crazy. There's like a there's sort of like a I don't know what you want to call it. I'm going to call it a temple, but it's not a temple. But there's like something in the middle, and then it's surrounded Caesar. by water. No, it's like that temple, and then there was the cars in the water. Yeah, but the thing in the middle of the cars. Was it Caesar? Caesar, statue of Caesar. Was there? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I was drunk. I didn't even see this that. This is pit stop, by the way, so if anyone's listening, <laughs> if anyone's listening that's high up or important, just remember that we're new. Actually, get same with new Formula One fans ain't going to get me away with saying that's not Caesar, is it? I also shit at history. Well, they had the cars in the water on platforms, so that's what my eye was drawn to. And then there was like, uh, there was a massive swimming pool there, but they'd put like a dance floor over it because the fucking killers were playing. Mate. Oh, I, I've watched this video <laughs> on my story about 30 times in the last hour. Just when them, the drone's up, they could count it down. There's an amazing song playing. The lights go out and you just hear, coming out of my cage like that. <laughs> that song is so special to me because yeah. I've loved that song for so long. Yeah, I've got so many memories of that song. I can remember being younger, singing it. I can remember hearing it at discos. They've got so many bangers and they just so kept playing them one after another. So we got to see The Killers, which was fucking insane. And it was crazy because you could see how, how much they went out to do this because Caesar's Palace is involved. I think the fucking owner or the CEO of Caesar's Palace was there, this woman. And when they hit like... No, she was from Heineken, I think. No, there was someone from Caesar's Palace too. Okay. 
Sorry. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I cut in, I'm saying something stupid. I'm I don't know, but maybe I'm the stupid one. I don't know. But there was like these amazing statues with these like people on top oh, of yeah. it. But they had put helmets on all of them. Like the top gear. Like, like the stick, like a white helmet. It was just fucking awesome. Like they really went out and made it like amazing. And there was like high, sponsored by Heineken, obviously. So there was like Heineken everywhere and everyone was getting smashed. It was unreal. One thing for sure is the F1 race in Vegas is going to be absolutely insane. Like, I really hope we can go. <laughs> I really don't want to miss out on that. If, if a launch party where a couple, where four cars or a couple of cars go round the track a couple of times is that exciting, oh, I think, imagine a race. I think we're going to be going, bro. Pardon? I think we're going to be going. Well, I would, I would like to go. Woke up today, filmed some more videos in, uh, in the casino with the driver numbers. And then we came home. Yeah, we did. We we went to, uh, we kind of mingled around for a little bit. Went to the airport, ate a Carl's Jr., which I really wanted to do. And then got on a oh, disgusting 10-hour flight home. And now we're here, and we've been editing clips into the Pit Stop movie. We decided to start putting together some of the videos that you guys have never seen. Like all the stuff we've been filming all this year from every trip and how we've got there, how things have happened. Do you reckon they're going to hear that wind? Yeah, if so you can windy. hear that, it's really windy. Why is it so windy? Hurricane season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're and we're causing an absolute storm, baby. <laughs> I could not believe how welcoming everyone was to pit stop. Ugh. You got to imagine me and Fab just wandering around with everyone, just saying hello to everyone. That's one thing we do do. We talk to everyone. We're so like there with our eyes wide open, like oh my god, that we just want to talk to everyone. Yeah, just thinking about it makes you want to. Can explode with like even you're on the plane right? you even speak to the random people you talk to everyone anyway but you talk to people on the plane yeah I had an old Scottish couple next to me they were really nice and I was chatting to them for ages and they followed my band mm -hmm. on Spotify and yeah you did, nice. you did a great Scottish accent when you told me this yeah, I know, you're not I know. Do it that's again. what you're trying to get out of me but I'm not going to do it come on give us a bit of Scottish no, what did she say it. that all her kids did that she was she, her and her sisters are all singers there was like she's got like five sisters and they would sing they would sing a bit of Scottish. Can you do Scottish? I'm so tired, I can't even think of what Scottish sounds like. Neither can I. They would just sing when they were. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck are we even talking about this? I'm not doing a Scottish accent. Okay. Don't do a Scottish <laughs> accent then. And then we get a car home, and here we are, <coughs> sat back. So, from Friday going to Monday night, we have just had one of the craziest weekends ever. There's going to be so much video content coming out from it. And I'm way more excited than we're able to be right now as well. In the space of like three days, we've traveled for like 21 hours. Mm. The jet lag. The jet lag was absolutely real. I think I've battled it. I think because I haven't slept on the plane, and it's now, it's now 20 past 11 at night, and this goes live in 40 minutes. Um, but I haven't slept, so I'm, I'm ready to hit the fucking hay. <laughs> I couldn't get used to it, because like, when I get in at 6.30... The UK is seven hours ahead. So it's 1 p.m. in the UK. And I've only been there for a day. So I'm still on UK time. I'm basically trying to go to bed at 1 p.m. <laughs> like, it's just not going to happen. We should very quickly say as well how great it was to meet them drivers. We, we did have some time with Hamilton. But sadly, we just couldn't get it done because he was so busy. There was a mad schedule. Like, I'm surprised we even got the time with who we did. Yeah. Um, but Russell was amazing. Album was amazing. Checo was amazing. Genuinely, guys, you fuck it. Like, you know, like everyone just thinks like if you meet a celebrity like or someone like so high up, like you just don't know what they're going to be like. But these guys were all just genuinely so sound. Mm. Like, so, I mean, we kind of, we've met Alex Album before anyway, but he was like, 
he was like a nice warm-up one because I felt like we've seen him before. Like yeah. I wasn't really intimidated by him. But then I knew that there was Checo next and I thought, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's fucking Sergio Perez. Like, what the fuck's going to happen here? And I thought maybe he wouldn't get some of the banter or like maybe, I don't know, maybe it just wouldn't. But he was fucking great. George was great. It was just a great bloody couple of days. I think you handled the pressure really well because I, I didn't feel well, so you had to take over. Yeah, and you was, did all the interviews. It was very weird, man. Very weird. And we may potentially be on Drive to Survive. Yeah. I can't think about it. <laughs> I'll just do one last quick scour of the notes. Okay. And then we'll go to bed, yeah, Fab? Please. Okay, one last quick scour. I'm, f- I'm flagging, guys. I like how the Pit Stop family can just sit here and cheer with me while we wait for you to search your phone, though. Keep them busy. Na 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 There used to be a place in time where we're alone on the sea. I'm so tired that I can barely read it, no joke. It's on such a low brightness, but it's making my eyes hurt. I can't, I, I, I can't even read it. Oh, big mention. You got a present. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. For anyone who knows, we never remember what the fuck we say on these podcasts because we just blurt it out. But I said on the podcast coming out here, anyone out there who's listening, please bring me a present. I always seem to say, I don't know why. And I said, I want a key to the city. <laughs> I want a key to Las Vegas. <laughs> and some of the DHL lot were out there and there was a girl there called Verna and her mum was there with her as well. And she, we were chatting to them for a little bit. They were all sound. And um, her mum reaches into her purse and pulls out. She was like, and I got a little something for you. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And she pulls out a key and it's got Arizona written down the side. She's like, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the key to Las Vegas, but I got you the key to Arizona. I was like, oh my God. Because I forgot I even said it. Yeah. And it was just a pretty funny moment. And then I just wouldn't stop looking at this key. <laughs> she was staring at me like, you really love that key, don't you? I was like, yeah, I really do. Guys, I don't care what the present is. Like, the f- If you just bring us something small... That's all I care about. It could even be a piece of paper, but the fa- it just, it, it makes me think like they've listened to it. Like they've you said, that's why pod. it's so cool because they've listened to that pod. Yeah. And yeah, then they've yeah. brought that for you. They thought that's a good idea and you'd forgot about it and then it's clocked for you. Yeah. That's so special. I think, yeah, that's one maybe one from we should say. I don't listen to the pod. I do listen to these pods. No. Although, no, I don't know. <laughs> so we never listen to them back and you may think it's easy to remember everything you've said, but you don't remember everything you said exactly. Mm. for an hour twice a week every week you know we're on this is episode what like nearly 80 maybe yeah you can't remember everything you've said but but a listener seems to be able to remember a lot better um because you i don't know why you're listening not doing it but when you're doing it you're thinking differently i already can't remember half the stuff i've said in this what did you just say (laughs) did it not make any sense (laughs) I'm just saying it's a different experience to a listener than it is for us. Yeah, no, 100%, We have to like 100%. actually think and do it and... 100%, yeah. I know we're just talking naturally, but I won't remember what I've said. Yeah, no, not a clue ever. I don't know. My memory is so bad. I don't know what happened five seconds ago. I don't know where I am. I don't know what my name is. Anything. I reckon Thursday's pod, if we forget about any main stories, we'll talk about them before Brazil because Brazil is going to be insane. If anyone is listening and can somehow get us to Brazil, please do. Please like, do. We're so in the zone right now that we want to get out to brazil it's a bit it's kind of a bit fine mate is it maybe abu dhabi if anyone gets to abu dhabi hit us up i mean anywhere we'll take it we'd absolutely love to be there i want to quickly give one last massive shout out to f1 one massive shout out to dhl motorsports you guys are amazing thank you so much for getting us there can't wait for you guys to see the content that we've created with them you guys are the best 
Shout out to Holly. Shout out to Crofty. Shout out to Naomi. Shout out to Ellie. Becca. Becky, sorry. Um, Shout out to Claire. Gordon fucking Ramsay. Everyone. Who, who else? Gordon fucking Ramsay. <laughs> James is so happy, isn't he? James is so happy. I'm so glad you were able to do that for him. <laughs> yeah, me too. What a trip. What a trip. If you enjoyed this plod- podcast, <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast, Plodcast. please rate it. That's such a good word. <laughs> We are a podcast. We just got to plod through life. Not really know what the fuck's going Welcome on. Welcome to the pit stop podcast. We fucking sit on our sofas. We turn the laptop on, pull the mics out, and we're just plodding through it. Really, That's why I can't wait for people to see the behind the scenes. That's when you'll really see it. Please do rate it five stars. Everyone who was a part of this weekend, there's probably many of you that we have forgot, but it's been a memory we will have forever. So thank you so much for having us there, being so welcome, welcoming to the pit stop podcast. <laughs> And I can't wait to see you guys on some more trips. Uh, and a shout out to all the fans. Well, we met so many people out there that were like, we love the pod. And I wasn't expecting that. That was really, really crazy. Super nice, yeah. Cool. Uh, that just rounded the trip up. Please do rate it five stars. Hit the follow button. We're back on Thursday. I'm mumbling my words. I need to go to bed. My skin feels so tight. My skin feels like, soft. so tight. I'm moisturized. Does it? Actually, no, it's really dry. Yeah? yeah? My skin's really, really dry. I'm really sunburned. The plane always makes me feel like that. They're kind of cute, though. The red rosy cheeks. You look like a young man who's just had a really bloody good couple of days. I have had a really, really good couple of days. Have you had a really good couple of days? Uh, yeah. Did you accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish? Not quite, but yeah. What I'm else really... did you <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into oh the Pistol Podcast. We will see you on Thursday. Spirit Studios.